Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, we're off the edge. Episode 20. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch. And today we are going to be continuing with our series. Uh, We're going to be ranking the top 10 wide receivers going into the 2023 NFL season. Um, So I'm very excited, Cam. You know, the running backs was tough. I thought the the quarterbacks was a little bit easier. I don't think Mm -hmm. I realized at the time how easy we had with the quarterbacks. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, that's it. (laughs) You call it a day after that. (laughs) No, running backs were tough, though, because there's a lot more running backs. Guys get hurt, you know, people switch in and out. But most teams have one primary quarterback to go to. But as we found out last year, quarterbacks are currency. So, hey, we'll see who emerges this year. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, You know, we'll be talking same format, you know, giving our top 10, giving, you know, some praise to some of the honorable mentions because there's a lot of them. The receiver position, the running back position, we had a lot to talk about with that. So uh, before we dive into that, I just want to let you guys know that Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL, golf to UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games <clears throat> available to play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Cam. This was uh, this was hard for me, so I'll I'll give my top ten. You give your top yeah. ten, uh, and then we'll we'll talk. We'll f- let's first talk about the honorable mentions before we give yeah. our top ten. So uh, I had Devonte Smith. I-, I feel like he was so close to making it. Cam, it is really mm-hmm. hard. This guy just continues to get better and better. Um, and you know, I think he'll probably be on this list next year. If, if you want my honest opinion, he's just so, mm-hmm. uh, incredible, but you know, great route runner can help you over the top. Amon Ross St. Brown talk about great route runner can help you anywhere on the field makes catches near the sideline, you know, that toe drag swag. Uh, but he also has the ability to win after the catch and, you know, you know, create guys, uh, create yardage and, and make guys miss Tyler Lockett probably deserves to be in the top 10 but it's so hard that i couldn't put him in there he is one of the most underrated receivers in all football the guy is incredible Mm -hmm. i mean what he's able to do i have him ahead of dk metcalf but he's also a guy that i think deserves credit metcalf was almost automatic when it came to the red zone last year and really after kind of a down year a little bit and he hasn't quite lived up to the incredible hype that some people had he's definitely worth more than his second round you know pick which was ridiculous but I have expected more out of Metcalf, although I thought last year we were starting to get that Metcalf to come alive. Uh, Then Debo Samuel. He's honorable mention because I don't think he's a great receiver, Cam. I'll say that right now. I think he's a great football player, right? I think he does a great job with, you know, when the ball is in his hands, he makes guys miss. He runs guys over. He's like a running back, right? Um, But as far as being a precise route runner, he's not that. As far as a guy that is going to catch the ball with his hands, have natural hands, he's not that. He's kind of a body catcher, right? He kind of rounds off his routes, doesn't create a lot of separation, but he's so hard to bring down. And he's so, you know, he's so damn, you know, explosive in the open field that, that's why he's an honorable mention. And obviously he deserves, you know, mention. And then Deandre Hopkins, I just don't know what to make of him at this point in his career. I mean, he got, he got caught cheating last year, came back, looked really good, but there's still guys that I just think have done more 
um, you know, that didn't get caught cheating first off, but did more last year, didn't miss half the season. I trust more. And so that's my honorable mentions right there. Yeah. I like that, Jake. You mentioned some great ones. You talked about Devontae Smith, right? Anybody that ends up in the Super Bowl, we talked about the running backs the other day. Anyone that ends up in the Super Bowl deserves to be mentioned, deserves to be shown love. So Devontae Smith, like you mentioned, he has been balling out. Uh, Terry McLaurin, Jake, for me, right? Seeing him ball out at Washington. Um, he didn't make this list this time, Jake. But next year, I do see him as one of the sleepers to step up into this list. Um, he's someone that's really showed out and showed up for his team. I think a vocal leader, not only just his gameplay, Jake, but also his leadership ability. I think when Eric Bieniemy first first went to the Washington football team, he was someone he met with, right? So he's the leader of that football team. He's a juggernaut. And I think he will be the face of this league at some point, right? Whether it be a couple of years from now, but guys like him are, are going to be the one. So I love Terry McLaurin there. Jake, going back to the 49ers, you talked about uh, Debo. Brandon Ayuk, Jake, he's someone that – he's more of a sleeper. Jake, I know honorable mention, but he's more of a sleeper. Someone that – it's like, oh, okay, like this guy, he's catching the football. You got Kittle, you got Debo Samuels. But Brandon Ayuk is someone that I just want to recognize rather than honorable mention, but I want to recognize and put put the legal notice. Like he's someone that's coming up and and don't sleep on him as well. Um, Jake, someone else you, you mentioned uh, – oh, not you mentioned, but uh, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, someone who's a sleeper. Um, I think someone mentioned about this, but Doug Baldwin, right, for the Seahawks, he didn't get enough love while he was playing. And guys like Tyler Lockett is, is in a similar vein I tweeted of that. that. Okay, that was you. That was you. Yeah. That was you. Okay, okay. So, I mean, I think there was already a tweet, but I, I kind of attached myself to that dialogue because I always <laughs> felt like Doug Baldwin was, like, almost unguardable, you know? Yeah. I mean, they, they've caused the Rams problems. Um you know, ever since we've been following the Rams, right? You've been following the Rams for a long time. Doug Baldwin's been calling, causing problems. Um, the, the Rams killer, right? And, and Tyler Lockett, he is the Rams killer, um, the Ram breaker. So he's someone. And then, Jake, I, I want to give two more, Jake, to, to the Chargers group, right? You got Keenan Allen, um, someone who shows up and shows out at all times. Um, you know, when it comes to being healthy, that's something that he has to work on um, and, and being available. But he's someone that always steps up. Uh, Keenan Allen does. And then, Jake, Mike Evans. <laughs> Mike Evans is someone else. I know I mentioned two on the Chargers, uh, but uh, I'm going to jump over to Mike Evans, actually. Uh, you know, Mike Williams, he's, he does a good job with the Chargers. He shows out, shows up and shows out. But Mike Evans is someone who I think doesn't always get that praise. You know, being with the Buccaneers, uh, the Bad News Bucks, I, I played for him. Um, he's always had um, a thousand yard seasons, but never had gotten the the recognition I think that he deserved. Finally, Tom Brady got there. He's he's gotten more love, won a Super Bowl, so he's good. But he's someone I also want to recognize and show that hey, next year he could easily be on this list as well. Yeah, I mean he's somebody that probably you know has been on this list multiple times. I think it's really just hard, Cam. You have twenty one receivers, I believe, was the count that I came up with uh, that went over a thousand yards last year. So it's yeah. like I mean it's getting to the point. Obviously, thousand yards isn't as impressive as it used to be because you play an extra game now. It's seventeen. So we also have to take that into account. But, you know, you you look at the the league and I guess we'll go into the top ten. Um I, I had number ten, Terry McLaurin. So you, yeah. you had mentioned him like he was on your honorable I he's on my list. Uh I think McLaurin 
you know, he's uh, a few yards away from having, he's another kind of Nick Chubb. He's almost had a thousand every single year. He's been consistent. He hasn't had a top 25 quarterback, arguably, in my opinion. I think Carson Wentz is probably the best quarterback he's ever played with. Um, you know, wow. I, I, yeah, I mean, like Carson Wentz is probably the best when you look, it's like, it's either him Heineke, Heineke Howell. We don't know how it'll be. Maybe ends up being something and that would be good for uh, McLaurin. But as of right now, you know, like who has he really had Kyle Allen? I mean, no, like, so, you know, I think what he's done has been incredible. And then on top of that, I know they went out and, you know, they, they go out and get Curtis Samuel and we saw Samuel's emergence right before the contract year, he gets paid. Curtis Samuel can't stay healthy and he hasn't exactly blown up like I expected. So I'm not about to say Curtis Samuel's taking double teams on, you know, he's not making Terry McLaurin's life easier. And, you know, you have other guys like that, you know, like, uh, you know, Logan, um, I, I totally forgot his name, the tight end. Uh, he, you know, you have other guys like that that like, okay, they might have been a threat, but they couldn't stay healthy, you know? And so I think that's uh, Logan Thomas. That's uh, that's a thing, you know? So then I have him there. I think that's going to be debated, but I, I like him there. I think that's a good spot. Yeah. Number nine is Jalen Waddle for me. Uh, I mean, when you look at the speed factor, you look at what he can do. He was my number one, uh, you know, prospect coming out when, you know, he, he left college and I had him ahead of Jamar chase and people were like, that's crazy. Like, how do you do that? I'm like, Jalen Waddle is not a guy to sleep on, you know, just cause yeah. he was hurt. Like this yeah, guy can play. That's it. That's you know, it. Yards after the catch, all of that. Uh, yeah. He tried and, to play in the national championship being hurt. Like, yeah. And they're like, know? man, we get it. Like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah. he's been a blessing for Tua. Uh, Tua's put him in a good position to succeed. And I think he'll continue to rise up the board because it's yards after the catch with him. It's explosiveness with him. It's uh, yards perception with him. But as he gets more nuanced as an NFL you know, receiver, there's going to be more to his game than just that. So, yeah. um, you know, right now, I think he's kind of he's nine here, but he could rise. Don't yeah. don't count him out. Number eight, CD Lamb. I don't think I realized because overnight it seems like CD Lamb went from yeah, he's a really good receiver to holy hell, this guy almost had fourteen hundred yards last year. Like he is the guy, you know. And yeah. I think he doesn't really get enough credit. Um, you know, I think when you look at CD Lamb, I, it's funny. I just said a guy on the Cowboys doesn't get enough credit, but when you really you <laughs> think about it, though, you know, CD Lamb. Uh, you know, he's a guy that has just continued to make his presence felt. He's gotten better. And the whole Dak Prescott quarterback situation, he didn't have him the whole year last year, still made an impact. And when I look at him, first off, the last two years, those seasons, he's top 10, uh, Cam, in um, EPA per route run. EPA is expected points added. So when you look at, you know, CeeDee Lamb, a top 10 wide receiver, when you combine all of those uh, seasons that these guys had in 2021 and 2022, he's top 10 in that last year's performance. He continues to get better. I like him at eight, you know, a guy that can help you after the catch. Number seven, Jamar Chase. Okay. Yeah. Jamar Chase could be higher on some people's boards. Wouldn't have an issue with that. My issue with Chase is that right now I think he is a bona fide deep threat. I think that's what he is. I don't think he has like this really well-rounded game right now. Now that means he's going to get a lot better. He's a lot younger too than some of these guys in this list. So he's going to move up the rungs. It's not me hating. It's me being a realist. Plus he's got Joe Burrow. Uh, number six, AJ Brown played in the Super Bowl. immediately goes to the Eagles and things yeah. just change, man. You know, yeah. he, he was playing with the Titans. They didn't want to pay him. So they trade him the Eagles 
And you could argue, I mean, he was the big thing that kind of turned the Eagles around. I mean, that move kind of signaled because, I mean, you've been in a locker room where a team has made a move before. You know, it's definitely, it's kind of a sound wave, you know, a shock wave that hits in a good way. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like you drop the nuke, but in a good way. And now you're feeling the, the shock wave. Now you're feeding off that emotion. You know? Yeah, and it's it's not the Aaron Rodgers or the Tom Brady. It's not that much of a shockwave, but yeah. he was one of those like step right below. Like this is not the 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 creme de la creme quarterback, but this is one of the better receivers that you'll get to score touchdowns. Period. <laughs> well, it was funny, Cam. So this guy ran a four five, and he was a teammate of DK Metcalf, who ran like a four three. Yeah. Does this not show you that like just because a guy ran really fast doesn't mean everything? Like yeah it doesn't necessarily mean DK can't be better than, than AJ someday, but he's not right now. AJ is a pure all around really talented receiver and the speed works in the NFL. Okay. He ran a four five. I think we forget how freaking fast that is in the NFL. You know, this guy can play with the pads. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not Olympic speed, right? But it's football speed. Jake football speed is different than Olympic speed. So we got to overlook that sometimes, right? Or we, we don't have to put so much into it. That four or five, it, it might be a little slow, but he might be quicker than he is fast. He might be quicker to catch that football and separate, which is more important. You want a guy to catch the football, Jake, rather than run down the field and not even catch a lick, you know? So I, No, I, I totally agree with you. And then um, number five is, so the last two years, uh, this guy's season this past year is second, only behind uh, my number one receiver, who I won't mention right now. Um, second in EPA per game, and that is Stefan Diggs. I think Diggs might even be underrated at five. I mean, he has an argument to be in the top three, and I'm just saying Buffalo better win because you do not want that guy leaving. He is so good, and obviously Josh Allen helps, right? Having Josh Allen helps, but Stefan Diggs, I, I don't know how many guys we've seen that have had that meteoric of a rise he was good on the vikings but i thought it was an overrated receiver by some people that were like they wanted to put him up here and i'm like i don't see that i think Thielen's better but he goes to the bills and i'm like oh what like you know <laughs> yeah. he, he immediately ascended to the sky you know that's what yeah. they were hoping to get when they traded up to get sammy watkins at number four in the aaron Donald draft um yeah. you know and they <laughs> that this guy just absolutely you know, tore the roof off. And it was one of the most balanced trades too, because you know, the Vikings got Justin Jefferson who ended up being number two for me, but number four, Devonte Adams. Okay. We saw Devonte Adams leave green Bay, leave Aaron Rodgers, go to the Raiders, bet on himself. And honestly, like he's the same guy. It it wasn't the Aaron Rodgers effect. You could argue it was one of his best seasons with Derek Carr. So you look at him and what he was able to do this past year, you know, he's third in receiving. I had 14 touchdowns. Just really impressed with him. And then number three is Tyreek Hill, who honestly has an argument to be number two or number one. What Hill did leaving Patrick Mahomes, going to an environment with Tua Tagovailoa, and then he gets hurt. And again, it's the quarterback, like who's going to be our quarterback type of situation. So he was in kind of that roulette phase. And was this his best season this past year? I mean, I don't know if it was his best season, but it was up there. So he leaves the best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks all time already, and the best quarterback in the NFL, and his numbers got better. Like, to me, I don't think people understand, if you're talking about the most dangerous receiver on the field, I don't care what you say. It's Tyree Kill. That speed yeah. can't be matched. And he's just we'll so good. Like, 
just at everything, really. I mean, he's not like the best blocker in the world, um, but he's just so talented. And, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible what he was able to do, transforming how you had to, because we talked about Jalen Wall was already good. So then you put him with, with Tyree Kill and you're like, whoa. And then number two, I have Justin Jefferson, who really he's the only one that I think is in the conversation with Cooper Cup at this point. Um, Justin Jefferson, for a lot of people, has already surpassed Cooper Cup. And he had an 1,800-yard season, and I get that. Mm-hmm. My my issue is in the big games, there were times where he just disappeared. Like, mm-hmm. he had that sick catch against the Bills on mm-hmm. one hand, and then the other, you know, he's getting shut down in another game. <laughs> yeah. That's why yeah. number one's Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. When the best is required, Cooper Cup steps up. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup had one of the greatest seasons, and maybe the greatest season I'll say it. I think it was greater than Calvin Johnson's season. Now, to be fair, Calvin Johnson didn't play in the postseason, but he had a 2,200-yard season, like the most ever. He had, like, what, 24 touchdowns. Cooper Cup, to see what he's done, coming from third rounder out of Eastern Washington, solid slot guy that, you know, could hit 1,000 yards, tears his ACL in 2019, gets faster post-ACL tear, gets more explosive, and now we're talking about him like, I mean, that's the best combination in football is Stafford yeah. and Cooper Cup when they are healthy. So, mm-hmm. you know, I understand he got hurt. He missed half the season. He didn't come off of number one, Cam. That season was too good for me. And I think when you look at Cooper Cup, um, he was among the league leaders before he got hurt, even in that disastrous season. Yeah, no, Cooper Cup, he is someone... Uh, to watch out for, to reckon with. I mean, he, the fact that he got MVP over Aaron Donald, I was hot, Jake. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I know he had like triple crown winner balled out. I didn't like it, but he I had thought it unbe- Stafford, but yeah, he had an un- but yeah, Stafford balled out too. But you know, he had an unbelievable season, Jake. He had an unbelievable season, like you said, it's one for the record books. Um, that you can't really match up, right? You can't really match up. So a lot of respect <laughs> to Cooper Cup. But he, he's a little bit further down on my list, right? Last season, um, they had a tough year. He was their go-to guy. Um, but I have some guys a little bit ahead of him. But going back to number number 10 person, Jake, Garrett Wilson, right? Offensive, uh, offensive rookie of the year. I think you can't ignore that. You know, we talk about this list. He has to be, he has to be mentioned. He has to be mentioned just the type of year he had. He's about to get Aaron Rodgers, Jake. So, He's number 10 now. He might not be on somebody's list at number 10, but guarantee he will probably jump up to that that mid-ranking, I would think, after after this year. You got Aaron Rodgers, bro. Like, you know, you think about you think about other quarterbacks or other wide receivers, Jamar Chase, he has Joe Burrow. Like, that's that's like it's um, you got T. Higgins and Joe Burrow. That's kind of unfair. So now Gary Wilson's gonna get that unfair thing, right? Where he's like, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. This is not fair. But J-E-T-S, Jess, Jess, Jess. Um, shout out to them for making that trade and, and really um, having a guy like Gary Wilson go score touchdowns um, and Aaron Donald, Aaron Rodgers throw the ball to him. Um, next, CeeDee Lamb, Jake. CeeDee Lamb's coming off of a team that scores the most touchdowns in the league, the most points in the league. So he's the, he's only receiving it into that, um, literally and figuratively. So um, CeeDee Lamb, like you mentioned, he, he when he stepped up into the league, he's always been a, a presence there. He's always um, been someone to make those toe-drag swag plays, the one hand, you know, pirouette uh spinning plays he might be out of this out of this list jake i think outside of Devonte adams and, and tyree kill he might be eh, shooting justin jefferson too he might be one of the the players to watch that is a more of a teach tape receiver 
Like if you want to teach tape receiver, you put in put on put in CD Lamb. If you want a receiver that can also um let's say blow the receiver game out of the water, like hey, receivers aren't supposed to do that. I think he's that receiver as well. I think Stefan Diggs is more of that teach tape receiver. Hey, this is how you run the route. You know, this is that to perfection, similar to Cooper Cup. Sounds like you're talking about Keenan Allen. Because that guy does not get enough credit. We also didn't mention him, but he's my God, like I wish yeah. he could stay healthy because he is just so good. And I agree with you. Like, that's the thing that really stands out to me. Teach tape like lamb is such a good route runner. So precise makes it so easy to get open. And then, you know, the quarterback can just it's pitch and catch at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And I, I did have um, I did have our, our charters guys at the beginning honorable mention. So I should I showed him some love at the beginning. Um, oh, you got did. that. Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. Keenan okay. Allen. Yeah, he yeah. he got some love there. All good. I, they go against the Rams all the time. Right. It's a battle battle of L.A. So um, a lot of respect to those guys. Um, I know the 49ers don't really get much respect from you, Jake. <laughs> but just, no, nah, just kidding. Hey, CMC was number one. <laughs> that's true or run it back that's right it's hard to be denied right it's hard to be denied when you're a christian mccaffrey um next in line you talk about cd lamb making those um teach tape plays and and nice nice acrobatic plays um jamar chasing number is next for me jake we talked about having joe burrow to throw the ball to um, coming out of lsu winning the national championship and then finding that same synergy in the nfl it's it's a storybook moment, and he's a storybook receiver. I mean, if you just check out his calf muscles, Jake, you, you turn on TV and just look at his calf muscles like, wait, why are your calf muscles that, that big? It's because he has jets in those things, my guy. Um, talk about a deep threat. Like, he's the person to take the top off. He's the person to come back and make those um, contested catches, 50-50 balls. Jamar Chase, he is that combination with T. Higgins. He's someone else that we, you know, throw in honorable mentions. I know last year with – with everything that went, went went down with the Buffalo Bills and everything like that, um, I know he has probably a lot on his heart and on his shoulders and on his chest. So hopefully this year, you know, he can have a clean slate, Jake, because that was a lot for for T. Higgins. But going back, Jamar Chase is my my number seven guy or number nine guy, eight guy, and then next we got Jalen Jalen Waddle, right? Waddle man, um, you know, <laughs> I, I think the biggest memory I have of him, like I said, is is the national championship. He's hurt and he still wants to play. He still wants to go out there and ball. Mind you, he gets drafted in the first round. Um, and then going to his draft day, right? When he gets drafted, he was so hyped. His family was crapping for him and he got up and, and dipped right to the right to the stage. So that, that went, he went viral in that moment. But Jalen Waddle is someone that stepped into the league and found immediate, immediate success, right? He has two to throw the ball to him. They both went to Alabama. So these guys already have that type of camaraderie, which is really cool. Um, and Jalen Waddle, he can get busy, man. He can find those open lanes. He's more of a guy that if you if you put him in a slot, he's going to be a matchup nightmare for anybody and their mother. So Jalen Waddle, I got him lined up there. And then next, Jake, I have Stefan Diggs. So, Jake, I had a pleasure to, to work out with Stefan Diggs out in D.C., him and his brother. And when I say these guys were dunking the basketball, Jake, shooting the ball from freaking half court and it dropping in, like layups, like – their athletic ability is next level. Um, you know, just everything that they do is like, whoa, that's nice. Like, let's go show somebody else because this is how they should do it. And so I would say these guys are perfectionists. Um, one thing that I did see too, you know, off off the field, uh, you know, Stefan talked about being a billionaire. Like that was his goal to be a billionaire. And I thought that was really cool because his mind is set in other places. You know, hey, and you talked about if the Bills don't win, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now, Camp Shadamas. We're going to see him in a Cowboys helmet. 
if the Bills don't win, we're going to see him in a Cowboys helmet. He's going to go play with his brother like LeBron wants to play with his son. He's going to go play with his brother, and he's going to save a lot of money because, number one, the Cowboys are going to pay him, and there's no state income tax in Texas compared to, to New York. So I'm calling it right now. Yeah, don't I'm going to see Stefan this. <laughs> yeah, I live in California, so you know we're in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then so, no, then I, so. I I like that because I mean, and we're probably gonna piss off some Bills fans, but imagine him and and uh, you know CD Lamb on the same wide receiver room. Like, I mean, I guess that's I mean, a, that's having a little bit too much of something, but I mean, at I this mean, point, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Cowboys have a tight end to throw to now from the draft. So that I, I like that combination, Jake. I like that combination. Um, you know, there's other team, whole running backs in the backfield, a whole bunch of receivers lined up outside. So, you know, you got the Jets. They got they got a crazy combination too with Lazard, Lazard and we just and Garrett Wilson. So they got an unfair matchup as well. So hey, you know, line them up. Let's go. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like why not? Why not? And then next, I got Jacob AJ Brown. We talked about. AJ Brown making it to the Super Bowl. Like that's that's you gotta throw him up there. You gotta throw him up there. He made it to the Super Bowl. You mentioned the the type of splash that he made or the ripple effect he made in the league when he got to the Eagles. I think that's that was awesome to see. Um, and then also to see him humble some of these receivers and some of these folks on Twitter, right? Like I know he didn't win, I know that he went the Super Bowl. I think he was going back and forth with some people, and he was he was letting them know, like, hey. I might not have won this game, but like I'm here for a reason, right? And like I'm gonna let people know, you know, publicly, like I'm not the one to be messed with. And I like, I like that mentality, Jake. I like that dog mentality. So I'm glad the Eagles got him, and that he's he's one of the reasons why they got there. So shout out to him. Um, you, I don't know. You had anything to say on on our guy AJ? Yeah. No. Well, one thing I like about AJ is that he he will play above the rim. And I think that's a little underrated in his game. Like you could see at times, you know, Jalen hurts. Maybe I don't want to, I, I want to tuck the ball and run. I have a lane, but I'm like, man, now I got AJ Brown. So I'm going to throw it up there and he'll go and get it. Yep. He'll go get it. Uh, double coverage. It don't matter. Like he's going to come down with that ball. I think, and he's really good in the red zone, Jake in the red zone, find AJ Brown, uh, throw the ball to Devonte Smith to get there. But in the red zone, um, I'm looking for AJ at the end. Yeah. So and he can help you yeah. in between the numbers too. So, you know, he's not just yeah. a, a boundary deep threat where you just throw it up there. Like he can all like that's what makes a receiver, in my opinion, like an elite receiver. Can you do everything? You know? So that's what I'll say about that. Yeah. Yeah. Can you be a utility player? Yeah. What does yeah. that look like? And and next, Jake, I got I have Cooper Cup. He's he's coming off of a like you said, a historic season, a national ch- a world championship. I keep saying that national championship, world championship. He's coming off a world championship, the MVP over Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford. So this year he could be right at number one, Jake. He's at number one on your list, I think, too. And last year, like you said, he got hurt. So, but he was on on track to to break his the records the year before. So I mean, he's just he's just next level to get his game play. He can do it all. Um, and and what I love about him though is. My man is humble, Jake. My man is just super low key. You talked about the schools he come, he's he's come from, his background. He just low key uh, and goes to work, does his job, and makes big plays. Like that's that's what that's what you can ask for in a football player. He's super smart. We talk about him breaking down plays. I'm um, having that Sean McVay type memory where he's recalling different things and he's able to break the game down a different way. I'm excited to see Jake the rest of his career and what he's going to do. 
You're talking about that Texans game. I know you are. Cause she came over and interviewed him and he was like, yeah, you know, you had a fire zone here. And then, you know, I had the three man pushing through. I forget exactly what he said, but it was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like having, well, and, and, you know, McVay always preaches the idea of being an extension of the coaching staff. Cause obviously the coaching staff can't be on the field. They're on the sidelines. And so, you know, it was something I noticed and something I always valued about, you know, uh, Peyton Manning and, and, you know, somebody like Peyton Manning, somebody like Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, even when you have that many guys on the field that are like another coach, it it really helps you out. And so just that much, that much football intelligence on one field, you can only win with. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's only dubs. And what, what helps with receivers is a lot of times they're the last ones to get lined up. So if you have a receiver that's like a coach on the field, he's like, hey, young guy, like stand over here, like, oh, stand over there. Right. And so he's able to support the quarterback. The quarterback can focus on the lineman. Maybe the center can help out as well. But then having him on the outside to relay those messages is is that much more effective. And I think the first person I think of, of course, Tom Brady, who's one of the smarter guys. You think about LeBron James, who kind of they just know what's going to happen before it happens. But Luke Keekley is the, my favorite oh, person. Yeah. To think about when you talk about seeing it before it happens, right? You're not the deja vu uh, aspect where he's calling out runs over here and everyone's tuned in, the fans are tuned in, and like you go and make a play and you play that, but they play that fast, that much faster. Cooper Cup has that ability. So, yeah, and we wished him a happy birthday a few episodes ago. So, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Our guy Luke, and then yeah, Cooper Cup, um, all, all world talent. Like I said, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. And that goes to show as well the draft. It, you can't have the draft put a ceiling on, on your success in the league because my guy, <laughs> like you said, could be number one. He's number one on your list. He could be number one. So he ran a four, six, two. I don't care about the 40 time. Jerry Rice. What everyone always brings up Jerry Rice. Didn't he run like a four, seven, five or something like that? I mean, I don't know. 40 time is that's great. That's how fast I am. If you know, Michael Myers is chasing after me, but, um, <laughs> right, but, right, right. but you know, like the point is like 40 time is what you are without pads on it's just how you are like yeah. that's only good if you want to race somebody or somebody's chasing after you yeah uh, if you're the olympics like that's if you have a good 40 or, time yeah, you get, you get a blocks fast <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit a little bit less grim there like yeah the olympics maybe not the the murder type or anything like that <laughs> but no, no no like the whole point of that is like when you put the pads on if you're not running what i saw you run at the combine i'm gonna have to assume that the reason you're playing slow is because you don't have it up here. And that immediately, that's why, like, honestly, the combine can low key raise some red flags for me when I'm doing my evaluation. So yeah, speed is yeah. speed. It, it, long speed with shorts and a t-shirt on is not everything. No, no, it's not. I think a lot of times when you look at the 40 and the 10 yard split, I think is, a, I won't say it's more important than a 40, but that 10 yard split, a lot of times football is, that's where football is within that, First 10 yards, you can win or lose within that first 10 yards and even sooner than that, Jake. And so I think that's way more important than having that long speed. And a lot of times the track guys have that long speed. They run that four, three, but a lot of times they can't catch. They can't catch shit, Jake, because they're moving so fast. They don't know how to really break things down and, and make it make sense. So Cooper Cup running a four, six, but top of the league. Come on, man. Can't I know. That. It's it's pretty crazy. I mean, when you and keep in mind when you look at like the top guys last year, it's like you don't see any like six foot five guys. You know the the top receivers. Justin Jefferson is what six two six three. Like yeah. okay, you know, but Tyreek Hill five ten. You know, yeah. Devonte Adams is what six one. You yeah. know, AJ Brown six feet. Stephon Diggs six feet. 
CD Lamb is yeah. 5'11, 6 feet, you know. Jalen Waddle's definitely not. Like he's 6 feet or or, or shorter. Probably like 5'9, five, 5'10. Five, Devontae yeah. Smith uh maybe 6 feet. So I think he's really slim. <laughs> you know, Terry McLaurin 5'11, right? Yeah. Amon Ross yeah. St. Brown is I think the tallest, right? Cuz he's he's 6'4, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. He's either 6'4 or 6'1. I'm probably butchering that. Uh he is 6 feet. So that's uh yeah everyone you know it's funny everyone talks about oh like i remember when it was such a big deal like everybody in madden wants their six foot five receiver just throw it up to yeah. you because it's a video game but i mean i was looking and like over the years it's like the shorter receivers win because it's all about route running in this league and, and what i noticed and i changed kind of my evaluation process is when i'm looking at receivers in the draft i'm like this guy's not separating and that's a problem to me like but if he doesn't separate, how is he in contested catch situations? And if he if he's not good at that, then why are we hyping him up? And yeah. most notably comes to mind is I don't know if you remember when Nikhil Harry was drafted by the Patriots. I mm-hmm. couldn't understand it because I was like, he doesn't separate. That's not going to get better when you leave college and go to the NFL. So I was yeah. like, Patriots had a chance to go out and get DK Metcalf, who we've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. And they chose to get Nikhil Harry and it just didn't work out. And I think the, the signs were there all along. Harry is a good college uh, wide receiver, but that's what he was. He wasn't a first round talent and it blew up. Yeah. I mean, I think he had that long speed, the fat, you know, he was fast and he was like, not Oh, even. that's son. He was like a four <laughs> five, you know, four or five. Yeah. Three. I mean, not, yeah. not like slow game speed. Right. But when you don't have that, like the, the craziest, uh, line of scrimmage, you know, footwork was Michael Thomas, who I guess we could throw a mention in there because Michael Thomas has yeah. one of the greatest seasons of all time and then dealt with injuries and then fell yeah. off the face of the earth. But Michael Thomas, watching him out of Ohio State, the guy had some of the best footwork I've ever seen mm-hmm. for a receiver. I mean, it, it just like he would just school guys off the line of scrimmage. And mm-hmm. that translates and I feel like footwork matters. But then if you're not great at the line of scrimmage, you're not done as long as you can get off the line of scrimmage and then your your quick, you know, your quick twitch ability. Can you stop on a dime? I'm not talking about, you know, stopping slowly coming to no, no. Can you stop on a literal dime? Because the guy that's going against you has, you know, what, a one, four, nine, ten yard split. So he's very explosive. Mm-hmm. And then he's got the four three speed to carry you up up the you know, the top of the, the, you know, so it's like, yeah, you got to be able to combat that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talk about someone who can stop on a dime at my number three, Jake, I got Devonte Adams. I think he was talking to Brandon Marshall on the I am athlete podcast. And he talked about how he never wants defensive backs, right. To know that they won, even though the ball gets thrown another way, he said he snaps it off in a different way. And he said, he puts on that Terminator mask, you know, when he gets up to a guy, he, he runs a couple of different routes or a different couple of couple different concepts. And, and it was just like, he was like, if this guy leans this way, I'm going to switch that way. If he leans this way, I'm going to go this way, but still finish the route that was called. So to hear about his preparation, I mean, Brandon Marshall was blown away when he heard that. But to hear to hear about his preparation, to hear about the way he attacks the game mentally, that that only matches up to what, what, what we see on the field. And he's the captain of his team, Jake. So he's someone that when he goes somewhere, he immediately has that effect. He's a leader. Um not only the wide receiver on the wide receiver, this wide receiver list, but in any team he goes to. So you mentioned, right, the Aaron Rodgers effect. Does, does that make him who he is? But he's that guy. He's him. So Devontae Adams, uh, he's number three on my list. And 
he can easily jump up even higher, Jake, after this year. You know, you never know. He has Jimmy G now, so. We don't know who he has now. Because Jimmy G apparently is banged up. Maybe you might mm. see your guy, Aiden O'Connell. Maybe you might get traded. We have no idea. At this point, who knows? But just know Devontae Adams is going to be catching that football and scoring some touchdowns. So Devontae Adams, I got him as my number three. And then number two, Jake, I got Tyree Kill. Like, come on, man. The cheetah, right? He went to Miami. He got his, his dollars up, right? No, say they didn't come tax. He got more money. He got paid. And he he cranked them stats up too, Jake. We talked, you just mentioned it, that, you know, even though he got hurt, he was might have had one of his better careers of his year. Um, you know, I will say that being being on a Super Bowl uh, championship team, that's, you know, I think he crushed it there as well. Um, you know, I, I'll never forget Jake playing against Tyreek Hill. You mentioned one of the most dangerous receivers that steps on the field. And I have to totally agree with you because not only is he a, a crazy receiver, but a punt returner is a returner. I, I might've mentioned this story to you, but you know, on the punt team, I'm on, I'm on this side of the punt team and we're punting the ball on this side of the field. And the goal for our putter was to hey pin him down the corner so we can go we can go get him right you know you're just kind of like you're trying to trap like trap like a lizard or something it's like hey let's let's like put him in a corner and so but we knew as the punt team I'm on I'm on this side I'm like hey once this ball is kicked in this corner let's run immediately this way because once Harry catches the football he's gonna stem people a little bit forward and then he's gonna immediately jet over here and if our first step is not this way and it's like inside he's gonna beat us so. Yeah. Never forget just how dangerous he is. And by the time we get down the field, Jake, 40, 50 yards, Tyreek Hill is right around where we where, where we said he would be. And thankfully, we kind of corralled him and got him down. But he's dangerous, Jake. He's dangerous anywhere he goes. We know what he can do on the football field. right? We, we see it. We see some of the routes, some of the improvision that he's that he's made, even with, with Patrick Mahomes, right? Uh, we see some of the championship games where he's running banana routes that are breaking the seams and then hitting the sideline. And Patrick Mahomes is like, hey – Tyreek is down there. Just throw it. So he's number two, Jake. He's number two, one of the most dynamic receivers that we can see. And then my number one, Justin Jefferson, Jake. I mean, breaking Randy Moss's record. I mean, Randy Moss is my favorite receiver, Jake, playing Madden growing up. So to that, that finally there's someone in those shoes that can compete in a similar fashion. I'm not going to say the same fashion because Randy Moss is Randy Moss. But in a similar fashion, Jake, to see him – battle i would say in between the lines is insane to see him line up in different places on the football field it's kind of crazy like you see him line up over here you see him line up in a slot behind the tackle to then run in motion like they they use him in so many different ways and he's that 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 effective and, and one other thing too just looking at the top 100 players right uh, of the i know we mentioned that list is coming out soon but a lot of those lists from from last year or some like pre-list justin jefferson is at the top of mostly everybody's list and that's kind of crazy to me and so that's he's my number one because he's super productive um he, he's he's going to be eclipsing Randy Moss pretty soon here um you know a thousand uh, a thousand a hundred yard receiving games um he's just he's just that guy and I, I want him at number one and there's there's other guys on this list that can definitely jump him but I got Justin Jefferson as my number one yeah I mean I think <clears throat> I think Justin Jefferson Cooper Cup are one two for me um, I mean, I have Cooper Cup and you have Justin Jefferson and uh, you have a couple of lower. And I mean, it's kind of it, it really like we talked about it really depends on like how you how you view him after last year. My my issue with Justin Jefferson is that you just you see those games like when his when he was needed, you know, 
the the four for 38, the one catch for 15, the seven for 45, the three for 33, uh, the three for 14 week three against the Lions. I, like, I need you. Your best is required in those games uh, against the Eagles six for 48. You know, um, I think what Justin Jefferson is, is he has a chance to be the greatest receiver of all time. He does. He really has a shot. But my concern is that he's very splashy, is that he has a giant game. Uh, you know, he only actually, he only had one game last year where he had multiple touchdowns, which is kind of interesting, but he had, you know, a 223 yard game, you know, with 11 touch uh, 11, you know, receptions. They lost that game by 11 to the lions. Um, and he didn't find the end zone. And my point is that, you know, he's got like those big games, but in those big games, it's like, I would, I would be fine if you didn't have 200 yards and instead you had a hundred yards like three games in a row instead of having 200 and then the next game you have 45 yards so i think that's i want to see more consistency out of justin but i think he is a phenomenal talent and it's not a it's not me hating because i think he's phenomenal and i think he has a chance to be the greatest receiver of all time yeah i think also too you know when you're that dangerous jake like the boy's gonna be at you i mean they're not they putting two to three people on you um and what I would like to see this year, like you mentioned last year, his numbers weren't that great. Maybe he can get some love this year. Well, Maybe no, he can no. get some love. He's, he went over 1,800 yards, so I yeah. don't want to say his numbers weren't great. I'm saving you right now. You are going to get flamed for that. So just know that yeah. Cam is not saying his numbers weren't great. It's that the consistency factor, like I brought up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So okay. you know, with the, <laughs> the Vikings in, in what they've done last year, the receiver room is decent. Um but this year, you know, they've had they got some help. They got some help, Jake. And I do think you talk about some of those games where I felt like he wasn't consistent. Um, you got Jordan Addison at a USC. So I think not only is he gonna have those two thousand yard seasons, but I do think he's gonna have a chance to not get triple teamed as much, right? Like some yeah. of those games, some of those games where he didn't score, some of those games where we felt like his yards weren't up there. Like, what was the defense looking like? Like, I'm sure the Eagles, I'm sure Slay, I'm sure everybody named Mama was, hey, cover Jefferson this year. They got Addison to worry about. So I think we're going to find more consistency, and I think we're going to find a number one Justice Jefferson again. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know how much you can blame him for the postseason, you know, because they lost that game 31-24 to the Giants uh, the first round. I don't know if that's him or Kirk Cousins because we know Kirk Cousins struggles in the postseason. Seven catches for 47 yards, though. Like, I need my guy. And that's where, like, I've seen Cooper Cup just step up. And we saw it in the Super Bowl. We saw it, you know, against Tampa. We saw it against the 49ers. I mean, his he was his best when his best was required. And I think that's a that's a big thing that you need to see. And and so, you know, if then you know, at the end of the day, if if Justin Jefferson gets that consistency, he's not going to be able to be stopped. And I think also it was year one. He had year one. I don't want to get too, too hard on him because year one, he had 1800 yards in a brand new offense. So we'll see what happens in that same offense, you know, same with cousins, maybe cousins who I thought would have been better. Um, you know, maybe he's able to improve his play with KOC, but 
Yeah, I definitely don't want it to take away from his ability. I'm just saying as to why when you're trying to split hairs, you have to be a little picky. And I mm. think, I mean, I could be very picky because I think Cooper Cup's the best blocking wide receiver in the league, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, when you look at Cooper Cup's body of work and you're just talking from a standpoint of who's the better receiver, like that's why I had Cooper Cup ahead of him. And I think like Tyreek Hill, like, you know, Tyreek Hill can't block like Cooper Cup. Um, Tyreek Hill is another one of those splashy players, you know, but I think he's a little bit more consistent. Um, you know, didn't have as many yards, you know, to per se. Uh, but I think he's, he's a little bit more consistent than Justin Jefferson. Um, it's going to be really fascinating though, because Justin Jefferson now is getting a full year with Addison and the Hawkinson trade last year. Now Hawkinson almost had a thousand yards. I don't think we talk about that enough, but he almost had a thousand yards last year. You know, I think, yeah. That's going to bode well for him. Yeah, and I, I like you, – you mentioned two people. You mentioned Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. I like their star power too, Jake. I like what they bring to the table. Cooper Cup, he has that star power. Jeff, Justin Jefferson ha- started a dance that that the NFL now has licensed, right, to like share the Fortnite. Like they have a different type of stardom and power, I think, that they bring to a team. I think – you know, Cooper Cub, yes, on, on like his numbers are excellent, but I think Tyreek Hill also. Like, if I know I'm playing with a Tyreek Hill, Jake, like I'm I'm hype. I know Cooper Cup the same, but like you're playing with the cheetah, like someone who threw up the peace sign that's that's changing the culture of the game. Justin Jefferson, they're changing the corporate culture of the game. Cooper Cup is, but I think these two guys, I think they have, like I said, just that that international superpower that that I think bodes well not only um with their numbers and their stats but also business wise as well i think their jersey their, their jersey sales right we talk about how much people are spending to buy their jerseys versus a cooper cup versus a stefan Diggs. like i think these guys are crushing it so you know that's my that's my last on that but um i, I know we got a birthday segment coming up soon too yeah yeah and i think i can't stress enough it, it's it's personal opinion it, it's it's Facts. preference Facts. you know I think it's it's like fantasy football. You know, I, I'll yeah. I'll go for the guy that's going to get me 15 a week over the guy that's going to get me four, then 44, you know, one week. Because, yeah. the, you know, the week I get four might be Consistent. in the, the championship, right? But the week I get 44 mm. might be against the worst team in the league. So, and, mm. and to be fair, also, I want to bring up uh, real quick, Tyree Kill also has that same issue. Like, I don't want to, you know, make this too one-sided against Justin Jefferson. 23, 55, 69, uh, 47, 33. I mean, that's just last year alone for Tyree Kill. Had, you know, some games where he wasn't as consistent. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's what I'll say about that. But uh, happy birthday, special happy birthday to former uh, Chicago Bears lifer and Hall of Fame linebacker Brian Urlacher. Oh, he turns 45 today and yeah. he was really good at well doing the thing that you did <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites along with ray lewis uh and luke keekley those three my favorites he just i mean four-time all pro eight-time pro bowler did i mention he's a hall of famer as well um <laughs> you know defensive player of the year uh you know he had a rookie of the year on that he played 13 years in Chicago, 180 games, over 1,300 tackles, 11 forced fumbles, 22 interceptions, 90 pass breakups. Wow. Dude's a, a legend. Yeah, like, the dude's a legend. He's one of the greatest to ever play that position, period. Yeah, period. That's that's a full stop there. Uh, you put him in the top five linebackers ever, he will be in there for sure. Brian Urlacher, watch his tape growing up. 
whenever I would prepare for games, watch his tape. So I had he's his him. <laughs> yeah. As a little him. kid, I, I actually, I found it in the lost and found no one claimed it. So like I ended up claiming it cause I was like, I like Erlacher. So I never bought go. his Jersey, but I had it as a little kid. So there you go. Yeah. Happy birthday. Be Eric, be Eric Lacker. Let's go. Yeah. Absolutely. So that is going to do it. Uh, next week, we will get started with our tight ends. Then we'll move into the offensive line. Then we're on the defense, your favorite. So let's go. Uh, that is, that's going to do it for Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch. You can follow me at uh, JK Bogan. You can follow Cameron Lynch at Cameron Lynch 50. You can follow the show at off the edge show on Twitter. Be sure to like subscribe, comment, rate review, and we'll see you guys very soon. Later folks.